Hey everyone, and welcome to this year's section of Across Airwaves, reviewing the new hit TV show, Metropolis. Oh, wait. That didn't actually happen. Oh, okay, this is awkward. Um, hi everyone, and welcome to the Across the Airwaves section of Smallville. Somebody say! Now, we know Smallville's over, guys, but we are still reviewing the older episodes of the series, even up to the 10th season. So, if you're wondering who I am, I am your host, Michael J. Petty, and with me is my super-powered teammate and co-host... Who ask him? Right. Yeah. We'll, okay. get, we'll, get, we'll get better at this guy, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's the first round. We're good. Yeah. But if you guys are wondering why Dan and Nico aren't reviewing this section, it's because they've had a little too much Smallville. No, I'm just kidding. They're busy with, like, every other show on the planet right now. So I kind of volunteered to cover this. And every week or so, I'm going to switch between Wu and Dan to co-host, because Dan wanted to do this as well. Yeah. Penny's so, just so popular. Michael, Michael is just so popular. I know. I'm like and the most... fighting over Yeah. It's like... It's like Steve Glosson, Buck, and Derek. <laughs> That's what it feels like. And I'm Steve Glosson, having to play mediator. Shoe references on the first episode, and, and most of you probably don't even know what shoe is. Some of you do. We'll get into that maybe later, but I'm, I'm glad to be here, guys. Yep. And Wu basically volunteered, so that's good, because we've yeah. talked before, and it's well, good I to talk on air. And, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. You kind, kind of pathetic, actually. Well, whatever. Yeah. What whatever you say, I'm not saying anything. But <laughs> Civil War across the airwaves. Civil War. But anyway, we are today reviewing the pilot of Smallville. What better place to start these reviews than with the first episode? So, woo. Yes. Initial thoughts on pilot. Uh, well, that's a loaded question. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for hitting it off to me like a champ, Petty. You didn't want a script. <laughs> well, no, no, it's fine, it's fine. To give you a little backstory on my experience with the pilot originally when it aired in October 2001, I didn't like it at first. I saw it when it premiered. I didn't know what the show was about until I saw the iconic you know, Smallville cream corn sign. Originally when it aired, I didn't watch it all the way through. And I will say this though, it deserved 8 million viewers, but we'll get into that later. No, absolutely it did. Yeah. I mean, what was I? I was about, yeah, I was six years old when the pilot aired, so I obviously did not watch it live. Yeah. Because that was 10 years ago, man. Yeah, I was 15 when it started, so it was kind of fitting for me seeing Mr. Tom Mulling start out, out, out as Clark at 14, 15 years old. Well, you're just, it wasn't that. you're just like Dan then, because you guys both grew up alongside the show. You watched him grow as you did. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't get onto the show until very late. I didn't watch it on a weekly basis until, like, what, season seven? But I caught up with it on the DVDs, though. Yeah, but it, you got the pilot first time not all the way through but still yeah it's still I guess cool it counts. yeah and 
You didn't watch. Wait, you did watch Finale Live. Yes, I did watch Finale Live. I, so you, I kind of missed that. Right. Mm. So you watched the first, two, the first and the last live. That's awesome. Yeah. Now I just watched the last live, but whatever. <laughs> I no, I actually started in season six with Justice, and then I went up, and then I went um between the summer break between eight and nine, I got caught up on one through six. So. Which is very impressive, sir. Yes. Well. Very impressive. Thank you. I have a lot of free time on my hands, so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am now c catching up on Supernatural over the summer. I'm not going to complete it, obviously, but, you know, I give it a good run. Three three seasons on a whole series that's six, six seasons long so far. Well, it's going into its seven next year. Well, it only starts next Friday. Yeah. So you're doing pretty good for starting in what? You started in August? See, yeah, I started season one in, like, June, July-ish. Oh, okay. Alright. Yeah, season one and two of that show are the best, I think. Four yeah, is great, too. I, I can't really disagree with you there. Four is great, too. And five is decent. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I love all of them. Well, six, maybe not. But I love all <laughs> of the first five. Yeah. But we should... And Adrian Pedalecki's really hot, so there you go. Well, yeah. Well, I have a girlfriend, so... Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, my initial thoughts watching the pilot for the first time, I was kind of, um, I was kind of shocked, actually, how they took Clark Kent. And I'll say that because since I watched Justice first, I saw him as more of an independent leader sort of guy. Yeah. And then I watched the pilot, and I'm like, okay, he has two best friends, a girl he's, like, obsessed with. And he's meeting a young Lex Luthor and becoming best friends with him. Yeah. He's not really a loner. Yeah, and honestly, you know, when you first watch the couple first scenes of the pilot, they don't give you an inclination of what this show is until Mr. John Glover reveals the name of the little boy he's sitting next to. Exactly. And, yeah. oh my gosh, the queen parents' murder... Yeah, which doesn't make sense. I didn't know what that meant until years later. We'll get into that maybe in another episode. Well, exactly. And yeah. that's just... I, I personally think it should have said Wayne, but... <laughs> yeah, but I think that... And we'll get into that, too. That um, Well, we'll get into that right now, actually. Um, the creators of the show, Al Goff and Miles Miller, originally wanted to do a Batman origin story TV series, but... As most of you know, Christopher Nolan actually submitted that idea first, and Warner Brothers, being the geniuses they are, and I'm not saying that in any hyperbole, they didn't want two different origin stories of the same superhero, so that's why they went with Superman. Yeah, or and Clark in this sense. Yeah, I'm going to go on a rant here a little bit. Okay. I, I personally hate Warner Brothers for that a little bit, and, yeah. I'll, and I'll give you my reasoning. Because yeah. the reason they did that mainly was because they did not think the audience was educated enough to know the difference between the two universes. And I I don't like that. That's why I was glad they did Superman Returns while Smallville was still around. Yeah. And I respect them for that. But to not do it with Batman, I think, was a waste. Because I think Wait. the Batman series might have gone longer than Smallville, depending on where it went. 
True, but you'd be surprised how many just average, average people that have never read, read a comic book in their life are so easily confused about what's canon and what's not and what's comic book and what's not. No, absolutely. Spoke, I agree with I've that. Spoke, I've spoken to people that, you know, have never read a comic book before. In fact, my cousin, who I just recently learned, um, got into Smallville, he had no idea that things like Toy Man and things like Zatanna came from the comic books. No, I know that. And I, res I really respect and those people who still go along with the show, even though they don't know really what's going on comic-wise. Yeah. But they know the characters on the show so well that they could get into the comics and know what's happening. And I, I respect them all for that. Before we go any further, Penny, I need to say this because we need to say this before we get really get into the podcast. If you've not seen any episode of Smallville or any episode at all, this is not the show for you because we are going to rampantly shout out spoilers. Now, if you want to, you can watch Pilot and, and then come back to us and then... We'll give you a more detailed feeling of what we thought of the episode, but yeah, this podcast is going to be laden with spoilers, so if you don't mind being spoiled, listen on, but if you don't like being spoiled, turn off your devices now because we're going to spoil a lot of stuff. Right, and obviously we're assuming, if you guys are listening to this, that you've watched Smallville before, and if you haven't, I mean, you can, you're obviously allowed to listen. It's free, free country. You can do whatever you want. But, I don't know if you'll understand everything we're talking about, and I don't want you guys to feel lost, either. Oh, that's a different show. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Not on our show. You're not allowed to be lost here. Yeah. You will be well, found. Let's start off with um, a little backstory about, about the creators and how this thing all got started. Like we said, Al Goff and Mallsville wanted to do a, a, a Batman television series show excuse me but Warner Brothers wouldn't allow them to do it so they decided to do Superman but since Lois and Clark the new adventures of Superman ended in 97 they didn't want to just do like a sequel to Lois and Clark so they wanted to do you know what what they wanted to do with Bruce Wayne they did with Clark Kent in his boy, boyhood days in the town of Smallville Kansas mm -hmm. yeah. which I Oh my gosh. You know I love the show to death, and I know you do as well. Yeah. It's got to be one of the greatest TV shows of all time. Well, it's it's definitely the long. I think it is the longest-running North American sci-fi like, sci show yes, ever. Yes, it is. Starting with 200. Yes. Yep. Yes. Very impressive, Smallville. Ten years, guys. X-Files was... X-Files was... The one before with like nine seasons, but Smallville with its last season beat it out. I thought okay, I thought X Files had like twelve seasons, but they no, had episodes. It's still one of the longest running shows on Fox on Fox Network, but no, it had nine. Okay. And another little tidbit of information for you, Smallville, and not to sound morbid, and I think it would have been better if we did record this last week. Mm -hmm. If for those who don't know, who don't realize this, last week was September 11th, 2001, and a lot of people believe, and if you go rent the DVD, look up in the sky the story of Superman, the creators even believe the reason that they got an 8 million viewership, which is still the highest rated for, 
for the now CW network for a premiere. Part of that was the tragedy of 9-11 and people needed something inherently American in that world. And Smallville fit that niche. Yeah. Yeah. I, that definitely helped a lot. I mean, yes. I don't want to make any bad judgments or anything about 9-11. I, I am very sorry for the people who lost loved ones, but I do think it helped. Not just, yeah, I don't want to sound morbid either. That sounds yeah. terrible right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to bring into a more lighter note, and for those of you, and this is a little history lesson for, for, for quite frankly, people like Kenny, no disrespect to you, Michael, yeah. that were quite young when the series premiered, the WB had been going through, like, a weird kind of stasis, and there's there's no coincidence a few years later where they merge with UPN, but the WB was, in 2001, going through a, a, a weird kind of transformation with the AOL Time Warner merger that was going on. Joss Whedon had just been on the outs with the WB, so Buffy had moved to UPN, and a lot of and a lot of new shows were debuting on the WB, but they wanted to rebrand themselves, and they thought Smallville would be the perfect way to rebrand themselves. And yeah. they were right. They were absolutely right. And unfortunately, the WB went away because the CW is, quite frankly, not as good. No, actually, the, the, WB, the WB, I think, was the better network than the CW is now because, like our friend Steve Gawson said on his podcast, the WB... When it merged with UPN, it became more UPN-ish than WB-ish. Yeah, the, the WB got shanked out of that deal. Yeah, but they did. They really but did. It, and they did not promote Smallville or Supernatural hardly at all. But then again, for those who are listening to our show that don't realize this, AOL Time Warner, the parent company of the WB, had lost billions of dollars, like, by 2003, 2004, 2005, so they were not doing well. Yeah. The network was just not as prosperous as it once was, which is a shame because it really did, was the net, the new network for teens, which I guess now Fox is now again. Is it really? Yeah, I think so. What is on Fox right now? Um, what, well, well, right now, honestly, the, the number one thing on Fox is is Michael's favorite show, Glee, oh. which he'll always love. Dear Lord. Yeah. Save he, us all. He loves Glee, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, you heard it here. Spoiler yeah, Michael alert. Michael J. Petty loves Glee. Mm -hmm. right here. But no, I mean, for a long time, when Smallville was a part of this, the WB was the freshest network on television. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But to go into more of the backstory on the cast. Let's talk about Mr. Tom Welling. Well, Tom Welling didn't want to do the role at first. And he was, basically, it was thrown to him. And he took it. Now, Eric Johnson, who played Whitney Fordman in the first season and came back for a few guest appearances later, he was a runner-up for Clark Kent. And so was Jensen Ackles, who is known for playing Jason Teague in season four of Smallville. And he's also the main, one of the main characters, Dean Winchester, on the TV series Supernatural, which we all here at ATA love. Yeah. And, and it's also funny when you talk about that. 
um, Allison Mack, who would play Chloe, a runner-up for that was Kristen Bell, who would later go on to star on the UPN show Veronica Mars. Oh, see, I did not know that. Yeah. And really, if you look at Allison Mack and um, Kristen Bell, Kristen Bell, who, who was also on Heroes and the very funny movie Forgetting Sarah Marshall, um, she looks almost exactly like Allison Mack, but quite honestly, I don't think she could be as endearing as Allison Mack is in the role of Chloe Sullivan. No, because I've watched her on Heroes, and she is not anything like Chloe Sullivan. I don't even think she could try and pull it off, honestly. Well, the way Chloe is written, and I'll vouch for this, the first three seasons, I did not like Chloe. Yeah. I, I found her grating, but the one thing that made me not wish that character death, I know that sounds extremely morbid, is how enduring Allison Mack could turn it on. Yeah. Yeah, how quickly she could turn on the enduring card and really make that character characterable character, if I can talk, character, um, relatable, and you have real sympathy towards her. Mm -hmm. Which, quite frankly, always saves Allison Mack on that show, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, let's talk about your man, Eric Johnson. Yeah. Who was also was only on for one season. Spoiler alert. Yeah, and Supernatural. Oh, really? Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> his, his story is a little creepy, actually, on Supernatural. It's like a one-episode thing, really. Yeah. But honestly, and maybe you guys can give us feedback. Please tell us if we stink or not when you hear this on your devices when you get home. Um, could you see... I'll, Jensen Ackles or Eric Johnson as Clark Kent. See, I personally can't. I I can't. First of first of all, Jensen Ackles looks even when he just started in season four, he looked way too old to be Clark Kent. No, I'll agree with that definitely. I don't think the show would have lasted as long because of his age. Because because let's face it, Clark Kent. I mean, let's face it. I mean, Tom Molly, I should say, has a bit of a baby face going on. Well, Especially right. in that and Superman in general, if you read comics or watch movies or whatever, he ages slower than everyone else anyway. Yeah, yeah. So there's Alice, that as well. I mean, for those of you who, I mean, this isn't really a spoiler alert, but you can, you can tell based on the other characters like Kristen Kirk and Allison Mack, you can tell that they've aged throughout the years. Tom Mulling has not aged hardly at all. Yeah. So, Season 4 to, like, season 10. Well, yeah, season 4 to 10, because if you watch the pilot and then you watch finale, you're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, and then Michael Rosenbaum as Lex Luthor, John Glover as Lionel. I mean, Chloe, the character Chloe was originally supposed to be Hispanic. Yeah, you told me that. Yeah, I did. Which I find absolutely hilarious, personally. It is, and if you want proof on that, guys, go read um, Smallville the comic. It's in one of the uh, one of the interviews in that series. It was a short-lived series. It was like 12 or 13 issues. They uh, explained that, too. And, and if you don't know who John Glover is, he had a big part in um, the Woody Allen movie, Annie Hall, 
he can be seen in the background in one scene. He was also um, Dr. Dr. Jason Woodrow in the very popular, very good Batman and Robin. Tonight's forecast: a freeze is coming. Yeah, he was the doctor that um, Wilma Thurman killed when she became Poison Ivy. Yeah, the one who created Bane. And he, and he was the voice of the Riddler in the Batman animated series in the 90s. That is true as well. Yeah. And, and Sam Jones III, I quite frankly do not, do not know much about Sam Jones III, do you, sir? I do not either, because I'm not sure what he was on. Yeah, I don't, yeah, other than maybe Allison Mack from the, from the kids on the show, I had only heard of Allison Mack, which is probably quite good when you're dealing with Clark Kent. You don't want him to want people to know, hey, that's that guy. Mm -hmm. Which, which started all the way back from Christopher Reeve Boyd. I do know now, like looking back on it, Kristen Kirk was on like the equivalent of a De of Vancouver's Degrassi. She was like the main character on that show, and, and I think she left. To go do Smallville. Okay. Yeah. And then Sam Jones left in season three, which I personally think he should have stayed for four because he needed to graduate. Yeah. That, I mean, we'll, we'll get into that when we talk season four. I, I'm sorry, that looks so awkward with Chloe in the torch, um, Clark in the torch without Pete there. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I call it the wall of weird. No. Which, which actually, more, more, and this happens in pilots. The Wall of Weird was only in that back room the one time, and then it became part of the torch. Yep, yep. Which annoys me. Yeah. <laughs> it annoys me like heck, especially when you watch Homecoming, and he yeah. sees the flashback of her showing it to him, and yeah. then it's in the torch. I'm like, are you kidding? Come on. Homecoming, for those of you who don't know, is the 200th episode of the series. Yep, big turning point for the series, just like episode 100. So yeah, so we start off in 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 space for the first scene, and then we see uh, iconically, which is mo mostly true in most Superman canon, Superman's ship or baby Kal-El ship, I should say, rocketing towards Earth. Mm-hmm. And and then we see. Um, which I think is one of the most iconic images of the series is this small go and big red letter. Absolutely. And that's and then, before the sign was changed, too. That's yeah. when it was the cream corn cream capital. Cream corn capital of the world. Yep. Yeah, now, I, just, I just saw the pilot just a couple hours ago, and I didn't realize it said that, actually. Yeah, I have to confess something to you. I never rewatched it because I've watched it so many times. I figured, why not? Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, because I'll, I'll admit it to you guys and to our listeners, I only rewatched the pilot because we were doing this. Yeah. I've not watched, like, a lot of season one episodes, because really you don't have to. That's one of the great things about this season one compared, compared to, like, say, like, like, Lois and Clark, where you needed to know a little bit about Superman to understand what was going on. Here, here you don't need to know anything about Superman. 
Yeah. And I'll be honest, I get the urge every once in a while to watch Rogue. Yeah. Well, well, that's like the best episode of season one. Pretty much. That and Hug. I love Hug. Hug is good. Nicodemus is good. Nicodemus is great. I watched oh, that yeah. scene. I just, I just watched Nicodemus for Lana in that one scene. Oh, yeah. That's all I do. That's the only reason I watched that episode. And for Jonathan, when he has the shotgun. That's cool. Well, well to tell you the truth, I, I, watch it for, I watch it for Lana, too, because everybody knows how ugly Christine Kirk is. <laughs> right. That's why she's, she's the main title, or main female of the show. Terrible. And, looking. But no, but no. Going back to going back to the um the first scene, as Michael said earlier, the first image you see, other than other than the small small little sign, is cutting to the helicopter where Lionel Luther is reading the Daily Planet, I believe, and it says Queen Industry CEO missing or something along those lines. Missing and presumed dead. Yeah, and then the first line that Mr. Lionel Luther, aka John Glover, says is, "Open your eyes, Lex." And this is our first introduction of Lex Luther, which is odd for a show that you'd start the first person you see of the actual cast is the Luthers instead of the Kents. Yeah, but Lex is, has hair. <laughs> Lex Very has hair. Ugly thing, I should say. Yeah, well, he had hair. Yeah, very ugly red hair, ladies and gentlemen. Very curly red hair too. Yeah, and for those of you who are um, or purists, I think in every, almost every version of the comics, anyway, Lex Luthor has red hair. Yes, yes, he does. I don't know. I don't know why. I guess. I guess Siegel and Schuster really wanted to make him Irish. I don't know. It's because Lionel liked red hair women, and he did stuff with all of them. Again, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Hess Mercer. Yeah. Lucas Luther. Julian Luther. Spoiler alert. Anyway. Moving <laughs> on. Or Grant Gabriel. Grant, well, he's a clone. It doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert again. We don't even have to spoiler alert anymore. We already did that. It's over. I guess. I guess. We'll, we'll, we'll get better at this, you guys. Believe, believe us. Well, so the next scene after we see um, Lionel, young Lionel and young Lex, we cut to a flower shop where where a little girl in a fairy costume is saying, Abracadabra. And yes, that is Lana Lang. And yes, it's the most annoying scene in the entire episode. But it oh, has come to on, that's there. huge. Well, it's cute when you watch it the first time. The next hundred times, you're annoyed. Well, well, no, because I think I think it's a perfect example of a of a little girl at her at her happiest and most joyful. And then, like in classic literature, you take that away as soon as possible. Okay. Yeah. So we see a little girl in a flower shop, and that is. Young Lionel Lang, voiced by future Nickelodeon darling Miranda Cosgrove. I think she was also in Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah, um, I think you have a crush on her, by the way. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I do, maybe I don't. Yeah. Maybe. I just like these little bits of 
trivia. So sue me. By the way, Penny hates Chloe. I do not hate Chloe. I do not hate Chloe. That is. You totally tweeted to me that you hated Chloe. That is. That is not true. If you if you people want proof, you look up MJ Petty Seven on Twitter and you look at all my tweets. I do not hate Chloe. By the way, what he just gave you is, is his fake Twitter account that doesn't actually exist, people. It doesn't actually work. It's not actually there. Yes. But again, unusual. Going back to the flower shop. Again, unusual is. The next characters you see are not Clark. Are not Clark. You meet for the first time the Kents, played by John Boduke Schneider. Yep. And Annette Lana Lang O'Toole. Yes. Annette O'Toole played Lana Lang in Superman 3, for those who are not in the know. And John Schneider played Bo Duke on the very popular 70s show, The Dukes of Hazard. And if you weren't in the know at this point, you better be next time. Yes. Study up, people. Study up. Study. There yes. will be tests. Yeah. And here's one of the here's one of the minor storylines that they talk about in season one, but it really never goes anywhere. The woman running the flower shop is um, Lana's aunt now, and apparently, she had a relationship with Jonathan when they were younger. Yeah, which is never explained. It, it's mentioned, but it really isn't talked about much, and I really don't understand why they would establish something like that and then just let it go. Maybe just, I don't know. This is, my, this is my problem with a lot of Alan Miles' um, writing, is they set stuff up that never gets paid off. Yeah, well, they were good at this point, so leave them alone. Yeah. Also, in terms of um, producing, the, the man who directed this great pilot is None other than Mr. David Nutter. If you don't know his work, he also did the the TV show Millennium, oh, the I pilot for um, Roswell, as well as Dark Angel, and he would later do super the pilot for Supernatural. Yes, he did. But just to save time, we're gonna go a little further. I mean, there's the meteor shower next. Yes. And Jonathan and Martha crash into a ditch and find Clark. Yes. Which at this point is Kal-El, and obviously they erase him because the next scene is that, what, 13 later, years later, they said? Well, um, 12? yeah, 12 years later. 12, 12 years, years later. And Clark is getting ready for school. Because yes, on his old school Dell computer. Oh, yeah. That's I love how dated thing. these things are when you look back at them. Well, and then you go to season 10 and you see Watchtower and you're like, wait, where was the show 10 years ago? Yeah. But, but going back to the meteor shower, shower a little bit. I I know we, I know we were trying to conserve time. But this is, I think this was the first time in in Superman canon that the meteor shower that brings Baby Kal-El to Earth totally screwed up the entire town and most of the world. Yeah, yeah, I will agree with that too. In other in other canons, Superman lands or crashes, but he doesn't really mess up the world when he lands mm -hmm. and as a result of this at when Lex, young Lex Luthor is on the ground in the cornfield he gets nailed by one of the meteor meteors accidentally and he loses his hair also 
Lana's parents get killed by a meteor, which I think is one of the most heartbreaking things in the whole pilot. Oh, obviously in the pilot. Obviously. Yeah, especially the little girl's reaction to it is just heartbreaking. Well, she, she doesn't really know what's going on. It's yeah. terrible. Yeah. But, uh, but like Penny said, and this is the case in most of like um, the Silver Age to the modern era canons, um, a little boy from a spaceship emerges and um, Jonathan and Martha can't adopt him and he adopt him as their own and he his name is Clark Kent. And his middle name is never given on the show. Yes, but I do think his middle name is Jerome. Which is a which is a shout out to um Superman co creator Jerry Siegel. Yeah. Siegel gave a lot of shout outs to himself. Yeah. Well he he's the creator of the first superhero of all time, he can do that. Well, yeah, but Schuster didn't give that many. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ego. Well, that, well, that's another <laughs> argument for another another time. Anyway, like Penny says, Clark is getting ready for his, I think it, one of his first days of school. Something like that. Yeah. Um, And it's very mundane after, like, such an action-packed opening. And by the way, this is the only episode of Smallville that doesn't have Smallville's iconic somebody save me opening yes it is yeah and i think the reason why they did that is because because it would pro probably be very jarring to people that have the, the they just saw this mega mega meteor shower and then just to go back into it again it's like what's the point yeah okay yeah so so clark is trying to sign up for football and and Jonathan goes into this whole spiel about how how dangerous it could be for him. And for those in, not in the know, you really don't know what he means. Yeah. At and this I, point. You're not exactly really sure until he goes out the door and yes. super speeds because he misses his bus and super speeds to school, which is yeah. awesome. Which, which is something. And the first line that Miss Allison Mack says is, I can't believe you bet on your own best friend. Against your own best friend. Yeah, or something along those lines, yeah. I know, that's so funny. Yeah. And then, and then you just see some random shots of Clark running, and then you see, like, a kind of like an homage to Back to the Future, like a Luther Court, like, development commercial sign. Yeah. And then you we go into Smallville High with 2001's latest pop hit. Yep. Which was, um, at, well, it's, the song is Ash, or Meltdown by Ash. Oh, okay. That's a song that you hear when you're at the school. Again, all this stuff is very mundane. When we get to the high school, I can't let allergies stop me from leading the way. Pete, so I get clarity. Who, by the way, Pete Ross is from Superman canon. This is the first instance that he's black. Yep. Chloe is not, though. Yeah. Chloe, Chloe is, is not. was not created in the pilot, or, or created in Superman canon, I should say. Chloe was created for to be the, the kind of Lois Lane character for this, like, triple threat. Yeah, and, I mean, for comic book fans, Chloe later gets developed into the comics as a love interest for Jimmy Olsen, and now that there's the DC reboot, I'm thinking she knew Clark back in high school, because there's a line that um, someone says to Clark about 
two of her, three of his friends coming over, and one of them was a blonde-haired chick. So, yeah, I'm assuming it, it's Chloe. And for some, and for some of you who have read Jeff Johns' um, Superman Secret Origin, yeah. Pete Ross breaks his arm, and on one, one of the signatures on his arm has a signature that says Chloe S. Yep, Chloe Sullivan. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so, we got to start conserving time, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Pete, so Pete and um, Clark want, want to um, join the um, football team, and because they want to avoid something, they explain to Chloe that, um, that they don't want to be this year's Scarecrow, and Penny, why don't you explain what that is? Yeah, the Scarecrow every year, um, football team takes some unfortunate unlucky fellow strips them down to his boxers paints a red s on their chest and strings them up in a field as a scarecrow and leaves yes. them there during homecoming too so yes it's a homecoming tradition yes. a lot better than the ones i had at my high school that's better than yours up your high school yeah better than my nothing happened at my high school other than your standard girls getting pregnant but we'll not get into that yeah, well, that's probably yeah. Right. But, so, yeah, so uh, Clark tries to talk Pete out of going on to the football team, but that doesn't really work. And then Clark yeah. catches Lana Lang. And yes, Lana Lang, which I have to give David Nutter, Nutter a lot of credit for the intro to Miss Kristen Kirk as Lana Lang, because I don't think she will look any more beautiful than she was at that moment. They really did a good job making her feel like the the unattainable thing for Clark Kent, which a lot of teenagers have in their lives, I think. Absolutely. And Clark trips because of her kryptonite necklace, which is the uh, made of the same meteors that caused the meteor shower in 1989. So, yes. fun fact there. Yes. And then she says the famous line, So what are you, Clark, man or Superman? Which is you in the teaser of finale. I'm, I'm glad they did that. Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah. he goes, well, I haven't really decided yet. Then her boyfriend comes in. Whitney Boardman. Yes. Yeah, the big football star. Yep, obviously. Well, I've always believed, if people have seen Superman the movie, I think this is the modern era version of the guy Brad from Superman the movie that picks on Clark. Oh, I hated him, and then he came back in Superman three, and I was so mad. Yeah, and I have to say, Eric, Eric Johnson, a much better looking guy than Brad from the Superman movies. Absolutely. So that, so then, um, that scene kind of ends, and then you see Jeremy Creek, who um, looks exactly as he did during the meteor shower. And for those, and we kind of skipped over it a little bit, but he was a scarecrow during the meteor shower. And the meteors, they have effects on humans and give them amplified um, superpowers, basically. And he, um, he'd been in what, like a coma or something for 12 years? Yes, we find later on in the episode that he'd been in a coma. Young Lex actually, while walking around in the cornfield, finds Jeremy Creek. And right before then, the meteors come, and Lex loses his hair, and Jeremy gets put into a coma. Yeah, and then you see that Jeremy has the power of electricity, and he wants revenge on the people who strung him up as a scarecrow. 
yeah. he kills so the first he, one. So he takes a picture from the the trophy case or whatever and tries to find his victims. Yeah, and then you actually see him kill the first one right off the bat, so that's interesting. The first one, I think, is Steve Basic, the guy who would later go on in Smallville to, in Season 9 to play the Dark Archer, Oliver Queen's mentor. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. But then later, this is obviously after school, you see a 21-year-old Lex Luthor arriving at Smallville at the fertilizer plant. Yeah. First thing he says, thanks, Dad. Yep. And then you see him driving, actually, in his Porsche. And Clark is on the bridge, you know, obviously thinking about his high school life and his future life and all that. And Lex looks down and accidentally hits Clark, throwing them both off the bridge. Yeah, because Lex runs over a, a, a roll of barbed wire that landed in the road. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Destiny, and anybody? He, but anyway. Yeah, and he hits Clark. They both go over, and and because of this, Clark having his superpowers has enough power to reach in and save Lex and save his life. Give yep. him CPR. Yep. No, they do not do mouth to mouth. It's okay. It's just the hand on the chest thing. No clacks. No clacks. That comes no. later. Yep. And then when his dad comes, obviously his father, Jonathan, has issues with the Luther family, as you will find out later in season two why. Yes. And um, they basically walk away while you see Clark and Lex both in red blankets, symbolizing the Superman cape, which is pretty sweet. But I, I have to mention this line, though. When... <clears throat> Clark brings Lex back to life. Lex goes, I could have sworn I hit you. And Clark goes, if you did, I'd be dead. Clark, Clark at this point has no idea of his origins. Absolutely. He, kn he knows he has powers, but all he thinks, he could be just another, what, what the show would later call media freaks. Exactly. Media infected people. Exactly. And th then you see in the next scene, Clark is in his loft in the barn, and... He's spying on he's spying on Lana, first of all. Yes. And then later, um, Jonathan explains to him his origins. And Clark freaks out after seeing the spaceship. Yes. And he runs which, away. I, which I think is a, a kind of a callback to Superman the animated series. Yep. Where where um where Martha and Jonathan pretty much tell him what 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 his organs are mm -hmm. and of course once seeing this Clark runs out yeah he goes to the cemetery yes and he meets Alana there who's at her parents grave and they talk and Whitney watches them and he gets jealous and yeah. Stuff like that. And they have, Clark and Lana have the tete-a-tete -tete of, like, talking to one's dead parents, which they ripped off of Batman and the Phantasm. Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, what's the next scene after that, please? Yeah, after that, actually I kind of skipped one, and it's when um, Jonathan tells Clark he can't have the truck that Lex bought him. 
Yes, Lex gave him a truck. Yeah. Yeah, and then so after the uh, gravesite scene, Clark goes to the mansion, and him and Lex talk, and Lex realizes he can't keep the truck because his da Clark's dad, Jonathan, doesn't like him, and yes. Lex says he doesn't want anything to stand in the way of their friendship, and then Lex says that famous line, "Clark, do you believe a man can fly?" And hit nudge nudge. And hit nudge nudge. Christopher Reeve, Superman, the movie. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so then, um, yeah, the next scene is actually really simple. Pete and Chloe are at the scene of the first crime, and Chloe takes a picture of Jeremy Creek, who they find out was a student in 1989 and was in a coma for the past 12 years, which causes Clark's attention, or uh, gives Clark attention, or whatever. And Chloe and Pete decide to show Clark. Chloe's Wall of Weird, which is a collection of articles about all the strange things that happen in Smallville since the meteor shower. And it gets smaller and bigger and smaller and bigger. Yep. Yep. When they which is a which is a staple of all Smallville episodes with like memorabilia and I'm using my core fingers dink dink important things. Yep. And Clark freaks out because he thinks he's to blame, and he freaks out after seeing the Time a Time magazine cover with a crying three-year-old Lana on the front of it. Yes. Which is terrible, I think. That see that makes me more upset than her watching her parents die. Yes, because who the hell was shooting that poor little little girl? I know, and who would sell the photo of the crying girl who just lost her parents? What is this? It's terrible. The early days of Surrey Cruz. Come on. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's not right. Yes, and then we go outside into the school parking lot, which we never see see again after the pilot. No, we do, because Lex drives Clark to school that one day when that new principal comes, and he's late. Yeah. And then you see it in Homecoming. Yes, oh yes, that's true. But anyway, Clark gets turned around, he thinks it's by Chloe, but no, it's by being... Big bad Eric Johnson, Whitney Foreman, who says, Congratulations, Clark, you're this year's scarecrow. Oh, and by the way, just so you know, Whitney's wearing the kryptonite necklace that Lana gave to him for good luck for the homecoming football game. So that's why he can beat up Clark and throw him yes. in his truck. And for those of you who are wondering, and you are hearing right when you see that scene, the kryptonite sound effect, that is the same kryptonite sound effect they used on most of Clark. Oh, see, I've only watched the pilot of Lois and Clark, so I haven't heard Kryptonite on that show. Yeah, they, they use a combination of what would later become Smallville sound for Kryptonite and a Lois and Clark sound for Kryptonite, but then they later drop the Lois and Clark sound later. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Huh. All right, fun <laughs> fact. We learn something new every day, guys. Yeah. But next scene. Clark is strung up, strung up as the scarecrow with the kryptonite necklace around his neck, so he cannot move. And he has an S on his chest, and he's in his underwear. Yes, giving nods to the S shield and the underwear outside of the pants on the Superman outfit. Now, I didn't notice the Christ symbolism until somebody mentioned it to me. Yeah, see, I have a problem with that, that in Salvation, because I myself being a Christian, I have a problem with anyone else being that figure. Yeah. But I understand it. Yeah. I, I didn't really notice it, 
See, I don't notice these things when I first see them. I just say, oh, that's really bad. <laughs> you don't notice it till James or I tell you. <laughs> or or some or somebody on the internet goes, that's bad, that's bad. They yeah. took down the building with his heat vision. Yeah, it's the Twin Towers with his heat vision. Clark Kent. Between the bat symbol and the Dark Knight Rises trailer. I know. It's like, are you serious, people? Come on. We'll get, we'll get, get, get into that. We'll get into the fanatical Smallville, Smallville heat fan, so maybe on another episode. But. One thing that um, Petty and I skipped over is while while Clark was getting like hauled into Whitney's pickup truck, Jeremy Creek sees this happening to him. Yeah, and Jeremy then finds him in the cornfield and tells him his plan to kill everyone in the homecoming dance, which really is extreme, but oh well. Oh, oh well, and then we cut to what, Petty? Um, no, it's the same scene because then Lex comes. Oh, yes, Lex sees Jeremy Creek out out the window of his new car, and he recognizes who Jeremy Creek is because he saw him when he was like a five-year-old kid or a seven-year-old kid. No, he was older than that. Because if Clark, oh, was, really? if Clark was three and Lex is 21 in the current episode. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I'm an Asian and I suck at math. So sue me. <laughs> Whatever, we'll figure that math out later. Someone, you you can email it to us, guys. Well, they never actually said how old Lex is com compared to Clark. He's 21 yeah. in this yeah. episode. Well, yeah, because he did that, that thing in that club that one time. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes, that club. That one night in that one club. Yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, then at the dance, well, after Lex saves Clark... Clark runs away, picks up his clothes, and run because he knows what's happening. And obviously yeah. he's super sped because he got the necklace off. Similarly, Clark would do that in his bedroom with Lana in a later episode. Yes. This is <laughs> really disturbing, so let's move on. Then, oh. at, then at the dance, Jeremy is about to set off the sprinkler system when Clark shows up. And then they fight. And then Clark throws at Jeremy's car, or actually, Jeremy tries running Clark over with a car. It yeah. goes into a wall, Jeremy gets caught in the wall, there's water, there's electricity, he loses his memory. Yes, and Jeremy's superpower, or his immediate power, is the ability to, to control electricity. Yeah, but yeah. then it goes haywire with water, so he loses yeah. his memory. Yeah, and, and yeah, Jeremy, Jeremy doesn't die, he loses his memory. Clark, Clark runs into the dance, which is very well lit and actually the most high school looking thing out of the entire series. Out of the entire series for me. Not really. Have you been to a recent high school homecoming? They're no, a I have not. They're a disaster, sir. I went to one last year. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this again, but I think I have to this year. Well, well, well television like does things in a way. And not to go on a rant about what high school dances are like, but television doesn't does things in such a way that you go to an actual school dance and it looks like this. It's not as well lit as this, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, no, I agree. I understand that aspect of it. Yeah. So this one actually looks like an actual dance with, you know, very minimalist light and people actually dancing around in an actual auditorium. But then yeah. again, it's the high that you can do those kind of things. Yeah, and then, um, so Clark doesn't get the dance. He goes home, but before he goes home, just to get revenge on Whitney, he stacks 
two pickup trucks on top of Whitney's truck, which I think is so funny. Okay, is Whitney's truck on top or is Whitney's truck on the bottom? I so think it's it, the one on the bottom. Okay. Because either way it would have been funny. To me it would have been funny either way. Yeah. Well, the bottom's the best because those trucks are crushing his. <laughs> so, I think it's good. And, and really, how could Clark just let that slide and not be totally violent against Whitney? Yeah. I agree. And plus, he's a high school kid. He isn't Superman yet. He has an excuse. Yeah. And even as a high school kid, he's very well-mannered, so he's not gonna, he's not gonna do something right. totally bad to Whitney. Unless he's on Red Kryptonite. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that later. Soon, guys, don't worry about it. Yeah. Like, and I'll reiterate this one more time. If you've not seen the series, you should have turned us off a long time ago. Yeah. Don't spoil yeah. yourself. It's bad for you. So, we go back to the barn. Yeah, and Jonathan is talking with Clark. And Clark is using his telescope, looking at the stars and looking at Lana at the same time. Well, no, because then he has to dance with Lana, because then the song comes on and he goes, Cause you're all I want, you're all I need, you're everything, everything, you're all I want. You're all I need. You're everything. Everything. And then it turns out to be a dream. Yes. And I think after that, we see Lana get dropped off by another truck full of kids. And she's in her pretty, um, let's call it homecoming clean attire. And can I just say, when she turns around after Clark says, thanks for the dance, Lana, and she turns around, I'm like, dude, she looks like a vampire. <laughs> You think so? Yeah, she totally looks I think like a she vampire. She looks like Snow White, which is kind of funny because Kristen Kirk played Snow White in like a ABC Disney movie, I think. Yeah, I know. My sister saw that and she's like, it was weird. I'm like, I bet. I don't know, folks. I didn't see it. But I, I didn't either, so. But is the Jonathan scene before this or after this? Because it's because right before Jonathan the barn. Jonathan tells the backstory of how he got the telescope that's now in Clark's. Loft. Yeah, he says that right before he leaves, and Clark goes, um, uh, Dad, I'm glad it was you who found me. And he goes, it wasn't us who found you, it was you who found us. Which, in, which in retrospect, is kind of true and kind of creepy. Well, it's, it's really Jor-El who found them, but still. Yeah, and we'll get into that. We're thinking of doing, for those of you who don't know, we're thinking about doing a double episode. I don't know how we're going to do that with how long the two of us talk. But we're thinking about doing Relic and Candor as one episode. Well, I say, well, I say next yeah. time, because we've learned from this, obviously. You still there? Say that one more time, Penny. No, I was just saying. Um, I think that we've learned from this first time recording. I don't think we can go through the whole episode summary. I think we just need to talk about the episode. Yeah. Because if yeah. people are listening, they should have watched it. Yeah. So, Again, guys, trial and error. Trial and error. Yeah. I mean, it's alright for the first one. We're good. It's okay. Yeah, we tried it. We tried it. We tried it. We tried it. 
to imitate Chew or rip them off as much as we can, but we can't do it. Yeah, we can't do it, so we're failing. We're sorry, guys. Derek and Steve, you guys are still our heroes. Yep, and we'll come up with a bit soon to please all of you Chew fans and yeah. us, so that's cool, too. But yeah. in the meantime, we got to wrap this section up because it's almost an hour long already. Yeah. So, Petty, before we go, explain to the audience what you want to do as far as um, um, DC Comics reviews. Yeah. Um, we are going to be talking. Um, we'll bring up a lot of DC Comics stuff in this section, guys. Between, ne or, uh, between Wu, Dan, and I, there's going to be a lot of uh, DC Comics talk as well as Smallville. So, if you guys are just looking for Smallville talk, that's cool. You can still come. But just be warned, there will be DC Comics talk as well. And related to that, like DC Comics news. And I will relay some news about some like tech things I, I hear about involving this podcast. Yeah. For those of you who have BlackBerry smartphones, I asked Dan to submit across the airwaves to the BlackBerry podcast search. That should be up within a few weeks. And I also gave um, information about how to subscribe to the to the podcast if you have a Zoom. I don't know if Dan's going to release that as a tag to this episode or as like a separate little short adverb. Adverse. I don't know. I don't know either. Because I, I don't know how Dan's even doing this. I don't know if he's going to put this in the next episode or if he's going to make this one separate episode. Because it's so long. I don't know. I have to edit it down tomorrow. Yeah. So that'll be fun. So there are probably going to be things cut out. Yeah. Unfortunately. Well, anyway, anyway um, to wrap this up, can I give them the information to where to follow us? Absolutely. Um, you can follow me at WSK9002 on Twitter. You can follow Petty at... MJ Petty Seven. MJ Petty Seven. We, across the airwaves also has a Facebook and a Twitter page. I'm if Nico will allow me, I'll be on the Facebook page a lot more, giving a little tidbits about not only the podcast but Superman and DC comic stuff related, and I will do that also on the Twitter page as well. Yeah, and yeah, that sounds great, and. Tune in next week for our next Smallville Retro Reviews, guys. I'm going to have Dan on next week. We're talking Justice, which I know, Wu, you're really jealous about. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yeah, it's going to be like Buck and Derek. It's going to be terrible. Yes. But anyway, <laughs> that's what's going to happen. They're going to do New War, guys. Yeah, no, we're not. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, they're really going to do Justice, and I think, and I think they were going to do a really good job on that. And thanks for listening to us, guys. I know it was a little rough in our first time, but we'll get better. We promise. Yeah, we do promise. We will get better. Promise is the Lord. Or you can, like, rant us on our Twitter pages about how we suck. Not on my Twitter page, on his. Okay, yeah, on us. Yeah. yeah, on his, because his is private, so you can say whatever you want. <laughs> okay, so, so I am who has him and he is. I am Michael J. Petty, and thank you all for listening. Tune in next week. See you guys. It was the heat of the moment.